From KIOS in Omaha, you're listening to Riverside Chats. I'm Michael Griffin. Today, I'm talking with Zach Schmieder and Annie Butler from BFF Omaha. I speak with them on the origins of BFF, formerly known as Benson First Friday, empowering versus gentrifying a community, and PetFest Music Festival. PetFest 2023 is on August 19th at the Pet Shop Gallery in Benson. A lot of people have this image of art in a white gallery with marble floors and like that's how you see art. Art is so much more accessible or we can make it accessible for you and it is everywhere and you can be involved in it. You have to like immerse yourself in those experiences and then if it's your thing that's great but like we want to find out what our community what what they want. Stay tuned for our conversation after this break. Welcome to Riverside Chats. I'm Michael Griffin. BFF Omaha, formerly known as Benson First Friday, is a nonprofit arts organization whose mission is to build community through art engagement. BFF started in June 2012 and was named the first official creative district in Nebraska in 2022. Annie Butler is the production manager for PetFest and is also the advocacy chair of BFF. Zach Schmieder founded PetFest in 2017 to showcase local and national musical acts within the Benson community. PetFest 2023 is on August 19th at the Pet Shop Gallery in Benson. Here is my conversation with Annie Butler and Zach Schmieder. Hey everyone, how's it going? Good, I'm doing well. Good, how are you? I'm great, just another day as radio host with allergies. (laughs) (laughs) And so I kind of just wanted to just dive in and really just learn about who you all are as people before we talk about what you do. So where, where did you grow up? My name is Zach Schmieder. Uh, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, went to Millard South High School and had a good little education out there, but I uh, moved straight to like the art part of town directly after I graduated because I felt like I was... I was destined to be there, so, uh, but yeah, I, Millard was good growing up for, but when it comes to art and stuff, I, I definitely wanted to get down into the heart of stuff down here in Omaha, so then I moved to Chicago for about a year in my early 20s and actually brought back a lot of a lot of uh, what I saw there and how great their, their scene runs out there, and I think it helped a lot just being out there for just a year, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, mm. I mean, that's the... That's a little bit of it right there for sure. Cool. Um, I'm Annie Butler. I am also from Millard. I went to Millard North, and similar to Zach, I moved down to near Elmwood Park um, right after I graduated high school, and then I never went back. Um, <laughs> I think when you know, you know. You're you're Definitely. not you're not meant to stay in Millard, or you are. But I, I was not meant to stay in Millard, so moved to Elmwood. Um, stay. I've stayed in Midtown and live in Benson now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, Zach, you spoke about, you know, finding out where the art is. Where, where did you find art? Um, well, when I first moved um, from Millard down to I Midtown area was, was big for me. I mean, I wasn't able to really go to the bars yet after I graduated or whatever, and I honestly looked so young that I couldn't pull off a fake ID, <laughs> so I didn't even try. But I was in a lot of bands and stuff, and and I was I was really like I just wanted to be with the people who like really kind of you know all flocked to the midtown area and stuff because we had you know even not being able to go to the bars and stuff we had like the Forty Nine er and we had brothers and stuff and so there was there was a lot of people that were playing music in that area and I ended up playing music with a lot of different people a lot of that stuff didn't come to fruition but it never was really about like making a band it was just like being able to get together with people who were in the like mind of like playing music and like just creating art in any sort of spectrum or whatever so it was really nice to uh to be thrown into that and and be able to surround myself with people like that and it's definitely helped me as an artist in the long run or whatever and I still talk to all those people to this day, and I feel like when you get into an get into an art community like that, we all stick together and we find each other and we go, okay, this is these are the people that mm-hmm. that I want to be with, you know. 
So yeah, birds of a feather. Absolutely. And it's it's cool how collectively we can create a space together sure. and have ownership, even if we might not have the the physical means mm-hmm. or the physical interests of other people that are there. Sure. You know, and so Annie, what about you? What was your relationship with creativity and art and exposure in Omaha? Yeah, I mean, I guess I've always been um, like art adjacent. Like I'm not the artist, but I've just somehow like surrounded myself with artists. Um, Like I remember when I was 18, we curated an art show in my house because, you know, we were we couldn't go to the bars. We couldn't go to, you know, we didn't or we didn't know where to find what we wanted. So I had all these friends that were artists and we're like, let's just like throw an art show in our house. Um, we had bands play in our basement every weekend. Um, my mom dropped us off at the ranch bowl when I was 11. <laughs> like music is definitely like a big part of this. So I don't consider myself a musician or an artist, but I've just, I don't know why I've just like kind of been drawn to it. So definitely, um, you don't get that in Millard. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I, I have those friends, those like artist friends from Millard still, but, um, I think I was just like thirsty for culture mm. <laughs> in general. Um, so I've kind of. I don't know. I've just like found my way to to where it is. I think curating art is just as much of an art as anyone doing like music or like, you know, painting or drawing or anything like that. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Especially nowadays, because there's just so much stuff going on where you need people like some. I need Annie to be like, hey, this is what you should do at Mm. this point in time. Like, Annie, you're right. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Cool. I'm glad that you're here to tell me where to go, because sometimes I just get in my own brain and I'm like, Mm trying to do so many things at once and uh, honestly and to with Annie too like I'll be like hey Annie do you think we should do this she's like oh yeah for sure yeah let's do that yeah maybe I can see the bigger picture and Mm. I think when we have Mm. strength in numbers you know Mm. I mean if if we if we can both see like the bigger picture or whatever it's 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 really good to have like more than just one person trying to run one thing Mm -hmm. than um than having just you know you know, just having one person try to do all this stuff or whatever, because yeah, strength in numbers is always good. You know, when I think about engagement, one common theme amongst both of your journeys I'm hearing is the search for a space, mm-hmm. absolutely, but also the search for sustained ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, collectively, mm-hmm. yes. And I think BFF really is a great example of that. So could you describe to everyone and me, what is BFF exactly? So BFF, we started out as Benson First Friday in uh, June of 2012. And so it was, um, I mean, there there were First Fridays going on all around the country. And um, what is First Friday? So First Friday is the first Friday of every month. There's, um, I mean, at least for us, we host art shows on the Benson Strip and it's in you know, we do have galleries, and even at the time we did have galleries, but it's also in like found spaces. So it's just in you know, any of the businesses, or mm. most of the businesses would host artists or shows or bands or whatever, even not even just like the music venues. Like I managed a salon for 10 years and we had bands playing. We would just pull out all the chairs and mm. like put the band in there, you know, very like just thrown together. Um, so, it, you know, the first Friday of every month, everyone would come down and just walk up and down the strip and we'd have a map and have all this wild, these wild things going on. Um, and I remember I talked about this um, recently because I was looking back at our Facebook pages because we had event pages for every every uh, first Friday. And so it was like first Friday, number one, first Friday number two first friday number three and it was like oh my god like looking back on it now it's like we're did we plan on counting for 11 years <laughs> like no we were just like we did it the first time and then we were just like oh like people really like this like we have to like keep going like I now what, what? I wonder now. what that would be up to at this point though too i bet it's like yeah i don't i have no I idea have 9, I have to do the math. i'm not yeah. doing math. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah i know yeah we're, yeah right but um so then that leads into like, okay, now we have to figure out how to like sustain this because we were paying right. for it out of our pockets. It was just like, right. we wanted to do this because we wanted this space. And then it turned up to be like, oh, wait, there's a lot of people who want this space. And so mm. then that kind of leads into where we eventually got our 501c3. Just for listeners, what were what were some advantages of having it be a 501c3? Like fiscal security? Yeah, 100%. Able to have different 
partnerships, so the money part? Yeah, I mean, you could, because I don't know. I feel like we were still good at um, creating partnerships. You can you can have partnerships with people who are like-minded and have the same vision as you, but it's just, it, you can have that whether you're a 501c3 or mm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have funding. I mean, mm. it just mm-hmm. has to be able to sustain itself. And, and you can only get so many individual donors and, um, you know, out-of-pocket. Mm. And, and then you're you have to make it better every time, right? So, <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah, do you, yeah. you know, when we're already paying yeah. out of pocket from day one, right. like, okay, well, what could, you have to have money to, to do anything. Um, and number one, we want to pay artists. Right. And we can't pay them out of pocket every time. You know, I mean, a lot of times, obviously, it's like sales from their art, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's paying them for their time because they were doing something on first Friday, they were they were curating or mm. making something in that moment. Um, so we got to pay for supplies and all the things that no one thinks about or wants to think about. Right, yeah. being able yeah. to get grants too is like a big thing too, right? Don't don't you need? Well, to, yeah, that's what. I mean, well, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I guess that's what. That's it means, why we but, needed the five hundred one c three. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's the main thing is building community through arts engagement is is what our is what our whole whole thing is for BFF or whatever. And I I think that. Being able to have like the community see what we're doing too, mm. you know, and like mm. having eye- more eyes on us mm. and realizing what we're doing is like it's a big, it's a pretty big deal, you know. Mm. The more eyes we can have on us, the more that people can see what we're trying to do, and the more people can be like, okay, this is like this is legit, you know. This is or see the artists, yeah, and see the artists. Mm. I mean, that's just as big of a thing too, and like having artists be able to you know hit us up to to want to be a part of the whole thing too because i you know i don't know if there there was a lot of avenues for artists to be able to show in different parts of you know different parts of omaha and stuff but to be able to like have a very like succinct thing in one Mm. neighborhood Mm -hmm. you know have it incubated Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and so that you know like on a first friday you know it's you can you can visit 20 different spots that have 20 different artists that like all you have to do is walk three four blocks in each direction you know Mm -hmm. and and see whatever they want to see and the more eyes that we can put on artists the better the better we're doing i feel like Mm -hmm. if you're just joining us i'm talking with zach schmieder and annie butler about the arts engagement nonprofit bff join the conversation on social media follow riverside chats on facebook twitter or instagram or Call in with a brief voicemail to 402-881-0089 for a chance to be featured on an upcoming show. So I'm also hearing that there is a big emphasis on coordination, you know, because it's monthly. We have a lot of stakeholders and people. So if someone wanted to kind of just emulate this, what are what's y'all's approach to coordinating an entire district? Do you email all the bars there and say, hey, would you be interested in having a da-da-da-da-da? Yeah, or what I mean, is, what it's, does that look like? it's number one, building relationships. Mm. You know, like you couldn't, you know, because you can't just like go into someone and be like, hey, can you do me a favor or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it, and I think that's how it was, how it was um, so easy to start because we were all individuals that worked in Benson mm. and had these relationships already. Mm. Like we were already going to each other's businesses and having friendships or whatever. So it was like, I'm already support. I've already been supporting you. You've already been supporting me. Like I'm doing this thing. Like, what do you think about it? And so it's like, then they're, you know, the, the businesses are just like, yeah, free range. Like I already trust you. Right. I know you're not going to do something bad for my business. So yeah, here you go. And you can't do that unless you're, you can't just, you can't come into a neighborhood and right. just be like, hey, I'm the new guy. <laughs> Right. Can I please do What's this up? thing? Yeah, yeah. I swear it'll be so good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, relationships take time. Yeah. And sure. intentionality. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think they could see um, that our, our vision was genuine and that we cared about the topic of art and, and getting these people out there and, and showing it to the world um, and not just doing it for clout or anything like that. Right. Right. And and I also know, you know, when we talk about coordination and relationship building that, you know, 
y'all are a creative district officially we and that's pretty cool mm-hmm. to have it's a big deal so mm-hmm. what there are just so many words that have cool slogans <laughs> yeah like, right. creative district right bring your fedora right <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what exactly is a creative district well you have to wear a fedora cool um, cool first and foremost <laughs> um i mean the point of a creative district is to uh you know, bring more economic growth to the neighborhood, um, a, a tourist attraction, you know, being able to say like, this is a creative district, you know, so it's kind of weird. It, it's the whole concept is kind of weird because to me, like BFF already, whether you're going to give us that label or not, we kind of already were a creative mm. district, which mm. I know was like sort of the intention was like, hey, look, BFF has done this we should have creative districts in Nebraska. Like, I Mm. I know we were kind of a model for that. So it is kind of weird to, like, rewind it and be like, okay, now you're going to call us a creative district? Like, I feel like we have been one. But anyways, we are officially a creative district now. Quick question. So when you say officially, what was the process of acquiring that official title? Was there, like, laws passed? Yeah. Did you have to do an Mm -hmm. application? What did that look like? Yeah, so there was legislation passed in, I think it officially passed in 21, 22. I don't remember. I forgot, but shout out to Megan Hunt for that one for sure. Yeah, but Megan Hunt did that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... I mean, there's tons of states and cities that they have this. This this is a thing to have a creative district, and Omaha did not, or Nebraska did not have this. Um, So it's basically state funding to get economic development, you know, in neighborhoods, creative districts, whatever. So are they the ones that establish the criteria on what constitutes their definition of a creative district? Yes, I believe so. Okay. And if folks were interested in applying for that in different parts of town, yeah, would that just be a Google away? Yeah, um, I know the uh, Nebraska Arts Council is the one that's kind of spearheading it. Um, but yeah, I think like Ashland is now one. That might be the only one that I can quote. Okay. Um, but there are a couple, cool. and you can still apply to be cool. a creative district. Cool, yeah. cool. You hear yeah. that, everyone? Awesome. <laughs> so we talk about the background events in First Friday and how it went from grassroots, community-oriented, to also a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And so what do you all actually do there, the two of you specifically? What do you do there? I'll let Annie go first on that one. I am just a board member, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm just a volunteer. Um, but I'm, I've been on since the beginning, so it's 11 years mm. now. Um, so I've done a variety of things. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I I also have a seven-year-old, so I um, have to be a little strategic about, like, which things I can volunteer for. And they're usually, like, specific programming and things like that, like Pet Fest, where I'm like, okay, I know I can, I'll be there on August 19th and I can help, you know, set this up and whatever. Um, so for me personally, it's, it's here and there where I can as of right now. Um, but as far as like what we do, like BFF Omaha, now that it's grown outside of just hmm. first Friday, I mean, I don't really even know where to start. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is, is that, um, we are kind of like the hub. We are the, it's who you go to when you want to get your art out there, hmm. um, and even like partnerships with other organizations too. Like we just partnered with Planned Parenthood and did a billboard project um, where we do the New American Arts Festival every mm. year. That's with Heartland Family Services, um, doing youth engagement things. It's such a multifaceted thing right now to, you know, where, where it from, from where it first started. Um, and I, you know, as far as I, as far as me, I've, I've been a volunteer for, I was thinking about it the other day. I think it's been nine years since I started volunteering for Pet Fest. And I've always been a volunteer for it, and I always will be a volunteer for for uh, BFF. Um, but I started Pet Fest six years ago um, just on a whim. I went to Alex Jockham, and I was like, hey, Jockham, I know you back in the day used to do this sweat fest thing. And that was like a, a fest thing as well. But I was like, you know, then that was that wasn't – doing anything for like a couple of years or whatever I was like well 
you know, I really want to, I really want to get back into doing like a, like a gnarly festival mm. like every year, you know, mm. because I, everyone knows BFF in the community as far as like the arts community or whatever. I, well, I feel like most people do. And, uh, but I was like, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to lend my, I wanted to do more than just, you know, like help out on BFF, you know, on mm. BFF days or whatever. Cause I felt like I had, I had more to offer and I, I felt like I, I wanted to do as much as I possibly can because I love, I just love BFF. I've always, I've always been someone who attends BFF. I've always been someone who wanted to do as much help as I possibly could with them because I care so much about it, you know, and I see everyone else who cares so much about it too. And just seeing as much people who care as much as I do or as anyone, like, it, it's just, it's so, it's so refreshing to see so many people like want to do as much as they possibly can to make our art scene become something that is just above us you know and and I love that and that makes me think of like so you came to Alex and you're like I have this like I want to put on a music festival Mm. and BFF is where you go to do that like Mm. you're just like okay this is what I this is my idea and BFF's like all right let's figure out a way to make it happen because we have this platform we have some resources. Yeah. I think we can kind of like because you can't do much as an individual. Totally. No. So BFF is like kind of that you know that partnership. It's like build that you a need. bear. Yeah, like, right. That's exactly what it is. It is a workshop, and, <laughs> and we built the sweetest bear. Well, and now it's turned into our biggest fundraiser. Yep. Mm. You know. And I and I love too that like you know that uh, I feel like everyone who's been involved with BFF. Like I remember, I just remember sending Alex that text that first day, and I was when I had this pop in my brain. I go, I know I can do this, and I'm gonna ask Alex. I go, Alex, what do you think about me doing a thing called Pet Fest where we got like you know, ten, twelve bands in a day, and we just you know we just have a good old time. We raise some money <laughs> and stuff, and within like three seconds, he goes, Yep, that sounds good. Just let me know what you want to do. And I was, and I mean, Alex had had my back from the beginning he's always had my back with everything and Alex is I gotta give it up to Alex, Alex Jockham too yeah. Alex Jockham one, beauti- one of the most beautiful individuals I've ever met in my entire life and without BFF obviously it wouldn't be anything without him and Jamie Hardy and like all the people that really started the whole BFF thing so uh, Caitlin Little as well I mean there was so many people involved in, in the beginning of all this stuff that like they just they they knew what they wanted to do, and they they just went for it and have really turned it into something that is really one of the most beautiful things I've ever been a, a part of, and to just see like how it how it went, you know, mm. just from the beginning. It's it's uh, every I, I mean I I think I I think uh, I think. All of them, and I, I, I just, I'm so happy that I can be a part of something that is so meaningful to not only me, but like everyone that's involved and everyone in the community too. So, it's a very, very beautiful thing that I, that I will never take for granted. So, I'm talking with Zach Schmieder and Annie Butler about the joy of community-based art, the work that goes into sustaining community resources and the music festival Pet Fest on August 19th in Benson. Stay tuned for the rest of our conversation after this break. Welcome back to Riverside Chats. I'm Michael Griffin. You can subscribe and hear previous episodes of this show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite app is. Today, I'm talking with Zach Schmieder and Annie Butler about the origins and missions of BFF as a local arts nonprofit and Pet Fest Music Festival. Here is the rest of our conversation. You already started talking about Pet Fest, right? Yeah. So, what is it? It's a music festival. Where is it? What type of songs? Who's there? All that info. Oh, it's a uh, it's a wild ride. So I started it. This will be our sixth year. So I started it. Six years ago, um, it's uh, it's an all day music festival that I, I I try to well I don't try to I do but I I, I very I focus a lot on um, on the local um, 
uh, musical acts and and like you know just performers in the Omaha Lincoln area you know because at the end of the day I really do want it to be like I want it to be like locally centric or whatever because I feel like it will it'll get their names out there I there's been so many times when we've had a pet fest where like you know people will come from different areas of town that don't typically come to Benson they'll come on like BFFs and stuff but they see something about you know pet fest and they'll be like okay well pet fest I've heard a lot about this I might as well come and see like I, I always call it kind of like the 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 heavier hitters as far as mm. like you know and there but I always try to give Every year, I I have a few bands that I always make sure that play every year because I mean, gotta bring it. Mike yeah, Mike Schlesinger <laughs> Universe Contest. Uh, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but Cat Piss has been one of my favorite <laughs> ones or whatever. But um, there's just you know there's there's so many there's just so many bands that I've, I I want I, every year I try to do like a whole different like lot of them you know. Because I want everyone to be able to be a part of Pet Fest. Yes, I mean even as a band that's playing, or even if people that are just like coming to it. Because I feel like a lot of the a lot of the artists and a lot of the the people that come, they they really, it's just cool to have like all these like really good people that have the same kind of mind. As far as like you know, wanting to build community and stuff, we all come together. We all get to just hang out and watch a bunch of really good bands and and artists. And as like drag, we have a lot of drag put curated by Queer Night uh, every year. And uh, it's, I mean, it's it's just a really fun time. And I, I lo- obviously I love doing it. I've been doing it for six years, and it's it's mm. just. It's really, it really is. I mean, it is hard work. I won't tell you that it's not. What's hard about it? Well, I book all the bands, mm. um, and I start pretty early doing it. And it's, you know, it's. I want to make sure that I, like I said, I want to make sure that I give, you know, a bunch of different bands. I don't want to do the same bands every year. You right. Know? I, like I said, I choose a few that I do want to do the same every year just because, like, they've been with us since the beginning and stuff. But there's always a constant, like, there's always new bands coming in. There's always old bands going out. There's always, like... It's always it's always a it's always different, and I I really I really like having the ability to like you know show people who who aren't typically able to go out to all these shows on the weekends mm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that we can mm-hmm. just have all these in one one night one, or one day one night two stages. We have nineteen bands this year. We have four mm. drag performers. And it's from two till like one a.m. Mm. and we just go back and forth two stages right there. I mean, you and literally. Where are the stages at? So if you're, so it's at Pet Shop, which what's the exact address? What is Pet Shop, by the way? I hear that a lot. What is, what is that place? So Pet Shop is uh, is the BFF um, like headquarters. Headquarters, yeah, and okay. that's where we have our the Pet Fest galleries. There's two galleries in there. Um, it used to be a pet shop. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> Hence it's called the name. It's all shop. coming together. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We really thought really hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> it still works, so it sounds great. Uh, but, yeah, so we have two stages. One is if you've ever been to the, ba- or the back, um, the back like parking lot of Pet Shop, um, there's a garage door that leads into our, like, little main area there where you would go downstairs and go to the gallery. But... Upstairs is where we have a lot of, um, a lot of shows there, like DIY shows mm. and stuff. And then, oh, what does DIY mean? Uh, do it yourself. Is that what does that mean exactly? Well, it's like just one of those things where I mean, we're not we we, we do it. I mean, we we run the whole thing. I mean, we don't have any outside mm. people telling so us like what to do. This is what we want to do, and mm. we do that because we love the people that we're working with and stuff mm. and we don't have to have any outside people telling us really what to do you know so it's really grassroots oh, very much also so. yeah like definitely it's like, synonymous we with grassroots for sure ourselves <laughs> yeah cool. we just figured it out and sometimes that's hard you know like i mean it's you know we're because we're all you know you have to think about the fact that like a lot of us are 
I mean, we've got, we've all got a lot of stuff going on. I'm not saying that no one does, but it's just like, you know, we, we just really care so much. We put a lot of time into all this just to make it, I, it the, the looks on people's faces when I do pet fests, it, mm. I mean, that is the most incredible thing <clears throat> for me. I may be running around all day, you know, making sure everything goes smoothly, but every, every like hour, I always make sure that I take <laughs> at least two minutes. This is like for real. This is what I tell myself. Every hour, I know I'm running around, I'm doing stuff, but every hour I make sure I have an alarm set on my phone where it's like, all right, two minutes. So I can at least look around at everyone that's there and mm. look at the looks on their faces to see how much fun they're having. Mm. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know. So wholesome. I know. And I don't <laughs> want to cry. Wholesome. Sometimes I cry about that stuff. I don't know. It's weird. But, I mean, it, it really is all about, it really is all about, like, making sure that the community is behind us and they love it and they they like what we're doing and they are having a good time. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it's all about, it's all about, you know, spreading spreading positivity and stuff, you know, so... Absolutely. It means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to everyone that's involved with BFF too. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot to the people that come to all the shows, all Pet Fest, and who just come to BFF in general too. So it's a it's a very meaningful thing, and that's that's why we do it. I feel like what I also think is really cool and admirable is that you know there is a direct geographic space involved in your mission. Mm-hmm. It's not just having art, it's Benson First Friday. And so when we think about Omaha and its history of redlining, and when we also think of ideas such as gentrification and what happens when sometimes even positive intentions end up displacing people that are originally there, how are you all mindful of really making sure that when you are investing in a space, you are investing in the people there? Mm-hmm. What's y'all's approach? Is that, are those constant conversations you have? Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah, for sure. What are y'all's thoughts on that? For sure. Um, I mean, for me, I think the first thing is, is that you have to you have to build the trust of the community. And I think a lot of people like to come in and be like, hey, I have this really good idea for your community. <laughs> you know? For sure. So, um, you know, building that trust from the ground, which I feel like we've done the past 11 years and and try, you know, engaging the neighborhood and we continue to do it. We're never done. I mean, you can't, you can't reach everyone even in 11 years. Like, yeah, we, um, you know, our, our highest zip codes of attendance is 68104, which is, which is Benson. So that's good. Mm. Right. So like we're getting, we're getting the community that we're like trying to reach. Um, not that we're like trying to keep anyone else out, but like we want to curate what this neighborhood needs, you know. Absolutely. And we're not going to come in and say, hey, we think this is what you want. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you need and what you want to see. And we've, I don't think we've ever been like, here's what we're doing. Here's the new programming without taking their needs into consideration. And we want to continue to do that and know more and more and more about what they want to see because not, there's no, there's not really any end goal for us. We don't right. need to see anything in particular done. Um, I mean, we want the artists to be paid and seen. Um, ideally, you know, from the neighborhood would be nice. Um, but I think a lot of people have this image of art being in a white gallery with marble floors. Right. And, like, that's how you see art. And just, like, teaching people that art is so much more accessible or we can make it accessible for you and it is everywhere and you can be involved in it. Even like me, someone who says that I'm not an artist, but I'm, I'm art adjacent. You know, you have to like immerse yourself in those experiences. And then if it's your thing, that's great. But like, we want to find out what you need, what you want, um, our community, what, what they want. So that's, that's net. It's never going to mm. end. We're never going to be like, Oh yeah, we have all the answers. We know exactly what we're doing now. Mm, yeah, we're really? o- we're obviously always asking for for people in the neighborhood to like you know if 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 you want us to do something we are all we are there for the neighborhood because honestly pretty much everyone that is involved in in Benson First Friday or BFF as as like the people who are 
you know, behind the scenes doing doing things. Like we all live in Benson. I mean, Annie mm. lives in Benson. I live in Benson. I mean, you know, it's this is a thing that we are doing for the community because we care so much about it that we're we're there all the time. We want to we want nothing but the best for our neighborhood because we care so much about it. Like it's just I mean, I've I've I you know, I live and breathe Benson. I really do. And I and I love it and I'll I'll do anything that I possibly can to make the neighborhood better in any sort of way. Annie, one thing you said that really resonated within me, art is everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like a lot of times there's this pressure or expectation that art is conditional, Mm -hmm. that there's some guidelines guiding us on how we feel, Mm -hmm. you know? And so just the idea of art being everywhere or something that we can be a part of, I often think that art really has true power for advocacy Mm -hmm. as well. Thinking about where are areas where there's ownership and community. Mm-hmm. Usually it's art. And a lot of times those are also the avenues that are ignored when thinking about solving societal problems. Right. And so with BFF, what are some things that you all do with advocacy, if any? Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of like realized where we were in the advocacy world um, in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, when we made our uh, call to action phone booth. Um, so it was this big pink phone booth that we, it was a group effort. I don't I don't remember exactly who came up with it, but we were just like, yeah, let's build a phone booth hmm. and we're going to paint it pink. And like, you know, this obviously makes sense. This is another reason why like art really is everywhere and everything is art. Like it's all subjective, you know? So Great. yes, this pink phone booth is art. Um and so we just put like a bunch of resources in it because, um, you know, advocacy is not accessible, <laughs> not right. not to the average person. I mean, um, you know, we we weren't taught or maybe we were to, you know what? It, they just they don't have it figured out. There is no like, here's exactly what you do to get what you want. No, actually, right. it just depends on what you're asking for. Um, then you'll know who to talk to. But we're not sure yet until you tell us what you're asking. So we put a bunch of resources in the phone booth. Um, You know, it was like a little like kitschy. There was like an actual phone in there. So you could like pretend like you were calling somebody and had all the resources like who to contact, some like scripts, things like that. Um, So just kind of like drawing attention to that. So that's where that started. Um, and then recently, and then it, it kind of turned into like Planned Parenthood reached out to us and they were like, hey, mm. we want to do an art project. Like what? And so we could just kind of brainstorm some ideas. And we had this idea of like, you know, you drive in like rural Nebraska and there's the like uh, pro-life billboards Mm-mm. all over the place. We were like, what if we put pro-choice billboards in rural Nebraska and we can have artists design these billboards and so we did that um, we got I think there were 10 artists that we chose and we had uh, billboards all over Nebraska I think I'll, it went like all the way to like Scott's Bluff I think oh yeah it was all over it was it was all over the state like from Panhandle to Omaha for mm-hmm. sure <laughs> yeah they were awesome yeah Whoa. so uh, but you know a lot of the other stuff um as far as advocacy goes is we're kind of adjacent to the organizations that Mm -hmm. are like, we don't need to jump in there and be like, Hey, you know, we're, it's, it's not our mission to say that we are, um, you know, a a pro-choice organization or anything like that, but maybe we can help you by bringing the art to you and introducing Mm -hmm. you to these Mm -hmm. artists that share your mission, your mission or, you know, um, so I, I feel like kind of that's, that's our position. It sounds like a living organism. Yeah. If anything, uh, the adaptability. And I think that being able to observe what is needed and then use what is needed as fuel Mm -hmm. to achieve a new territory or hemisphere is Mm -hmm. dope. (laughs) As someone someone who's like really into mycology, I was thinking about this the other day. So mycology is like the study of like fungi and stuff. But like. I feel like BFF is like this mycelium network, <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to get, because I was a political science major that dropped out of Metro Community <laughs> College after two years, so I'm not, but I really like studying mycology and stuff, but like a mycelium network, if you are familiar with that, it's just like, 
it's a whole like network underground that always they talk to each other and they f- they figure out exactly what's going on to build like a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger network in order to do as much good for the whole network as they possibly can mm-hmm. so mm. um it's really beautiful to see what what BFF has become and it's 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 very it it gives me it gives me a lot of hope for mm. the future for sure and i think i think Omaha has so much potential and i think that we're uh we're we're doing our part to to help that become become a bigger bigger thing in the future for sure if you're just joining us i'm talking with Zach Schmieder and Annie Butler about the arts engagement nonprofit BFF join the conversation on social media follow riverside chats on facebook twitter or instagram or call in with a brief voicemail to 402-881-0089 for a chance to be featured on an upcoming show. You, you said a, a mycelium network? Uh, my, mycelium. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so mycology <laughs> is the study of network. fungi, but mycelium networks right. are like, well, not to get all technical <laughs> or whatever, but that's like what happens like underneath the ground when like mushrooms grow and stuff or whatever. So I have a question then with that cool word that I just learned. Okay, sure. So we're talking about Benson First Friday and work we're doing, but we still have all of Omaha. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so are there moments when y'all feel confined at all with Benson First Friday as a priority? If not, are there steps that you all take to partner or collaborate with other parts of town at all? Or are more things strictly Benson, Incubate Benson, et cetera? It's not necessarily even intentionally still Benson. Um, I mean, obviously, like, we started as Benson First Friday. People yeah. still know us as Benson First Friday. We we switched over to BFF Omaha intentionally because we're outside of Benson mm, now, you know. Cool, but cool. But our Benson First Friday is still, like, a really big event for us. Um, and a lot of people come out for it, you know, because it's like a one gathering place for everybody. It's the same day, you know, every mm, month. Mm-hmm. Everyone can remember it. It's, it's easy, like a full whatever. Moon. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, we have, like, the Maymo Gallery now. So that's our uh, mobile gallery. Um, so it's an old... Uh, it's like a semi truck. Oh, semi truck. Yeah, yeah. semi truck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so we've had that at like, um, I think Shakespeare on the Green will be at cool. Maha. Um, I mean, like, been like Lincoln years, Calling. Been we've long. we've been asked to be at Lincoln Calling for the last couple of years. I think we saved Lincoln Calling Maha. Save the day one yeah, year. Lincoln Calling Maha. Yeah, like Shakespeare on the Green. Like, and just like random other spots where like. It's. I mean, we've we've gone a lot of places with that thing. That thing has been a, a very, very good resource for us. And how did y'all think of that? Like a portable semi truck where you can have art events. I, I can't claim any ownership to that. I don't know who came up with the <laughs> I'm idea. Pr- I'm pretty sure. If if I'm wrong, I'm sorry that I'm wrong. This is just. <laughs> I I think this is what happened. I think Alex had found a person who like they were willing to give us like some sort of mobile gallery and we didn't know like what like how big it was going to be or whatever and I think when we when it came down to it I think the people that donated it um to us were like well let's just give you this big old thing and yeah uh, I think we were I think the semi was just donated to yeah it was it was definitely donated to us I just don't remember how it all went down but I remember I went with Alex Jockham to go pick that up one day or to at least like go look at it and we're like Oh my goodness, we are gonna really go hard on this one then. <laughs> and I mean, now that thing is just like it's just been so cool. We've done like a lot of like art installs in there and stuff, and uh, we've taken it to a lot of lot of places like you know like Maha and, and Lincoln Calling. Quick and question, stuff. just for a little context. Yeah, sure, sure. It's just a semi that you walk into yep. and then artists do their thing. Yep. Yeah. So we have like artist residencies right now. And so you can apply for a residency. And so we, we put an emphasis on um, something interactive mm. would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously everyone is welcome to apply for a residency, but you know, something that like maximizes the use. Yeah. Yeah. When semi. people can, <laughs> when people go in, you know, cause it's usually at an event or something right. like that, that, you know, it, it could be something interactive. And it's a hell of a lot bigger than you would think it was. Once you walk inside there, you're like, you look at it and then you go in there, you're like, Oh my good Lord, this is way bigger than mm-hmm. I thought it was. 
And that's it's so cool. It's like a it's a very it's a very important part of BFF at this mm. point too. So that's a really cool way to really invest in a community, but still when you add the Omaha at the end, it's like it's not consolidated. It's right. not mm-hmm. a it's, it's separate a, area. We just have a community here, but it bleeds and gives elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we, a we network t- of mushrooms. <laughs> like, hey, a mycelium yeah, network. There, there you go, go there baby. You go. Yeah, we're really doing it. There we go. And so, uh, Annie, I also know, to kind of go back to Pet Fest a little bit, mm-hmm. that you are a production manager for that. So what is that? What What's a production manager for a festival? What does that mean? All right. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Zach just made up a title for me. <laughs> okay. But, okay. I kind of did. out. Okay. I did. You're right. I'm sorry. But, but it is exactly what you were doing before, too. Like, okay. So what do I do, Zach? Okay. So... <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I Don't put the title in the bio if you ain't ready. I know. Well, I yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a, yeah, okay. But well, so Annie, that's how BFF works, though. I like, know. Yeah. See, that's the beauty. Not of that the we whole lie. Thing. I'm just saying, like, you know. that's the beauty of the whole thing, though. Too is we that just Annie, Annie, I would not be able to do this without Annie. That's for absolutely sure. So like Annie, so I'll like book the bands or whatever, and then Annie will, will um like she'll she'll deal with like um um emailing all the bands and stuff and like telling them you know when when their when their time is that they're gonna play and like what they need to do as far as like load in and stuff and like but she also like she is the production manager in the sense that she like also um will be kind of like like uh, adhering to like what what the volunteers should be doing because we have a ton mm. of really really good volunteers, and the production of the thing isn't just about the music production part. It it's probably it's just as much like getting everything set as far as like because um, ha- we have so many moving parts of it. So like. And you'll be at the front at the ticketing place, and you'll be over um, with the you know at at the bar that we have where we're you know uh, selling uh, you know alcoholic beverages to people who are of age. <laughs> As you do um, at a bar. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, we like to we like to make it all ages though too, because like you know, I that's the thing about like especially with me like running a bar like Sydney like. A lot of times I feel bad that I that I can't have people under 21 being in there because mm. I really like I mean I know there's so many people that like really want to see these bands and stuff and it like you know sometimes it's it's what it has to be or whatever cuz you know that's just the way it's always been but but any like any is there when I'm working on like all the music aspect of stuff um throughout the whole day which I am that's why I said like I've always made sure that I have two minutes every hour because that's mm. pretty much as much time as I have. Annie's doing like all this other stuff where she's making sure that every other aspect of this festival is going off without a hitch. If anyone has mm. a question on any like little little place in our whole little compound there for Pet Fest, she is taking care of that. She's taking care of the volunteers as well. That's I mean that is a that's a production manager mm, like mm-hmm. it's a production yeah right. no? so just I'm because the logistics it's like, lo- yeah, yeah logistics production yeah i mean you know maybe i didn't you know who knows who knows what the words are hey, anymore. it's still a diy festival <laughs> yeah I'm just like you know <laughs> yeah but she uh yeah without annie there's there's i mean i, I couldn't do this without annie that's for sure that's very sweet oh so we talk about pet fest we talk about benson we talk about the past what's in the future where do you see it going, uh, especially as the world seems to require more and more advocacy with each day? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, right. Definitely, you know, like I said, we are, I feel like we do a good job at being the access point mm. for artists or for someone who didn't even know that they were an artist. How can and, artists access you all in the community? Well, you could go to bffomaha.org because all of the resources you Mm. need. Or you can just show up. I mean, not even during um, First Friday where someone's usually at Pet Shop. Um, We have a new gallery, uh, the BFF Gallery, right on 59th and Maple. Mm. Um, So we're we're like very accessible. Cool. Yeah. Um, But so, you know, future... 
I could see maybe like some consulting um, with other cities eventually as as far as like a plan mm. goes of, of implementing something like this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've been doing it for 11 years that like some of it from the beginning, we'd have to think back and be like, how did we do this? Mm. I don't even know how to, you know, I like how wonder. do we write down I the directions? Wonder. We just yeah. are kind of winging it, you know, totally. but uh, but I think we could we could pull it together. Um, but yeah, just just continuing to make it accessible for artists, but also just like creating a space for the community um, that's inclusive for right. everybody. Yeah, um, that they feel removing the barriers that they feel they have to accessing art. In order to access art, you have to access yourself. Right. And, and feel validated. Without yeah. A doubt. So it's yeah. really hand and, in hand. And feel, feel ownership too. Right. You know, that like this is your community. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I think, I think if you, yeah, if you are, I mean, that's just one of those things. Is if you feel passionate about something, you are going to do absolutely all that you possibly can mm. to make sure the thing that you feel passionate about succeeds in any way that you can. You're going to do anything that you can to make sure that. Because, like I said, a lot of it is above us, you know. I mean, we all, we all have like this really, really tight friendship. To I mean, it's all about friendship. To like, that's why we find each other, you know. I mean, and that's and we all are able to constantly ask each other any question that we can do to to further this to be better than what it already can be. And it's it's always something that, w- I mean, I never, ever would ever have, of uh, uh, you know, I would never not think that I can't text Annie about something or Annie can't text me about something mm. or I can't text Jockham about something or Jockham can't text, you know, a- and Joe Addison about something. Joe Addison's a very beautiful person who also does a lot of things. There's so many people that do so many good things for BFF that if I sat here and name dropped everyone, it would take forever. Also, the fact that, like, you have the people over at Project Project, you know, doing the second Fridays, you know, in South Mm -hmm. Omaha. I mean, we work with them all the time, too. I mean, they're beautiful people who are trying to do the exact same thing that we are, and they help us, and we help them as Mm -hmm. much as we possibly can. If we can't, if we can't all function as a city who is trying to do something for the better good of all of us, then if we don't have each other, what do we got, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Thank you so much for joining me. I had a great time. Thanks for Thank you. That's I appreciate you all very much. This was fun. Riverside Chats was created by Tom Noblock and is a production of 91.5 KIOS Omaha Public Radio. The show is produced and edited by Courtney Bierman. Our original music is written and performed by The Real Zebos. Our artwork is done by Ben Matukowicz. Remember... You can find the backlog of Riverside Chats episodes wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Griffin.